0: Yo, yo, in today's interview, guys, I'm talking with my mate, John Stankowicz, who's from the US. He's an author, a six-figure network marketer, absolute legend, this guy. We talk about uh, how how to make money in college, all the funny little side hustles he had during college, how to make some extra cash. We're talking about how to create empowering beliefs in your life and all the things that they didn't teach you in school. This one is one of my favorite. John's one of my absolute uh, good mates. So grab your notepads and pens. Let's get into this interview. Welcome to the Dreaming Out Loud family, where young entrepreneurs come to get inspired, learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan Nelson, and each week I'm gonna bring you the most epic guests to share their stories and wisdom to help you expand your mind of what's truly possible in your world. All right, guys, so today's guest is my mate, 26 year old entrepreneur, investor, network marketing, top income earner, and Author, during his <laughs> during college, right, he had many entrepreneurial ventures from flipping textbooks, other network marketing businesses, a party bus business, flipping sports jerseys, just to name a few. He was just a true bred entrepreneur from the get go. And after finishing college and making enough money residually with his network marketing business, he chose to just travel and live his life instead of getting into the corporate life like the rest of his friends were. And that has now led him on a journey all around the world. Now he's a top income owner in his current network marketing company, doing six figures a year, impacting thousands of lives all around the world. So please help me introduce the guy that went from being kicked out of high school to now a qualified mindset coach and the number one new release author of the book, Beyond the Classroom, my boy, John Stankwicks. What's up, my man?
1: What is going on Morgan? Pumped to be here. I love the introduction, dude. It's that uh, the whole thing was on point there. I love it.
0: <laughs> I, I was trying to I was like I was like there's a lot even when I'm writing I'm like man there's so much more I could write in here. Um but then I don't want to take more away from what we get to go into cuz I know this is going to be really exciting cuz um yeah, you're definitely one of like like every time I'm over there in America, you're definitely someone I really make a point I want to come and catch up with like when was last time we saw you? I saw you in New York, New York City, man. New York City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love everything you do. You know, you're so, you're so versatile in the entrepreneur world and you do, you got everything happening. And uh, yeah, we, we have good banter. It's a great time. I love it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's always a great time. And ever, ever since we met, man, I've known you're like a special person in this entrepreneurial field and network marketing. So it's a pleasure every single time.
0: I love it, dude. Well, I'm glad to be here. So let's get straight into this. Take us back into your schooling and college kind of life. Like what and like you or you already had this fully developed kind of entrepreneurial spirit by sounds of it. So take us a little bit back into your your high school and your college days and what it kind of looked like for you and kind of why you got into all these kinds of things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I did develop an entrepreneurial spirit at a young age, but before that, um, like you said in the intro, getting kicked out of high school. So at age fourteen years old, I grew up in a really small rural town in Connecticut the biggest event of the year is the diesel truck pole. And that's where you see the most people come out and a lot of like rednecks and farm people here. But I went to a really small high school. It was, I graduated with 97 kids. Then that was from three towns combined. And I remember my freshman year, 14 years old, I had gotten called down to the office one day, which was uh, nothing new for me. I was always like causing some type of trouble. Normally it was just getting people to laugh and just kind of being a wise ass. But this time I got called down. I knew it was something serious because I walked into the office and There was a superintendent, the principal and the vice principal sitting there and they didn't all congregate at one time if it wasn't a big deal. So I remember pulling up a chair and they're like, John, earlier in the day, there was a bomb threat and we found the student who made the threat. We sat him down, we made him confess everything he had done wrong while he'd been here in school. And we uncovered that he admitted to us that two and a half months prior, you sold him a $5 bag of weed in history class. And I'm sitting there, 14 years old, scared on my damn mind. And I'm like, and and you know what? It happened. This kid had came up to me. He asked me if I knew where to get weed. I considered him to be a friend. And I wasn't a drug dealer or anything like that, but I helped him out. I sold him a $5 bag of weed. And I'm sitting there and they're like, John, just admit it. Everything will be okay. We'll work to correct it. So I admit it. And what ultimately ended up happening was me getting kicked out of school for half the year. I had to do 200 hours of community service to return. And on top of that, I had to get tutored. I wasn't allowed in the school building. Um, and I had to complete all of this to get back on course and get back on track with everyone. And I remember specifically being kicked out and moping around my house for a few weeks. And in that time, finally my parents knew like I was in such a bad place. And they sat me down. They're like, John, look, you're 14 years old. You have so much time ahead of you. You can use this event and let it make you or let it break you. Like you can you can make this be a moment where you just fold and give in, or you can use this as a moment to define what you're gonna become. and and define where you're going in the future. So in that moment, I remember saying to myself, I'm going to become successful. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. Um, My whole, like, but I I knew in my heart that I was going to make it happen. So at that moment, I put that out there and I, I went back to school and, you know, you're familiar with this, Morgan, just getting pushed down that traditional route, get good grades, go get into a good college, get a good degree. And then you go work 40 years and then enjoy the few years you have left at the end. And uh, that was the route for success that was taught to me. So that's what I followed. And my whole plan was to become a physical therapist. I saw an opportunity for a six-figure income, and I felt like I like sports, so I might like the work that was involved with it. So I was pursuing that route, got my grades together, and throughout school, I worked in different kitchens, busting my ass like 30 hours a week behind a hot grill, dipping mozzarella sticks in the fry later to the perfect golden crisp for $8.25 an hour that whole grind. And I remember just what got me through it was like, you know, eventually I'll get my degree and I'll make this six figure income. So I get through school. I actually got into the college of my dreams, the university of Rhode Island and about, and I told all my friends, all my teachers, all my family, I was so pumped that I went from getting kicked out of school to getting into the college of my choice. And about a month before I was set to go to school, my mom had to sit me down she's like, John, tuition is $50,000 for university of Rhode Island. And mind you, I had already been to orientation, signed up for all my classes And she's like, we can't afford this. You can't get loans for it your first year. She's like, the best we can do is send you to the community college down the road from us and you can live at home the first year. This was the second big defining moment for me. This crushed me. I was playing victim, blaming the world. Like, why would this happen to me? I'm finally getting everything together. And I was faced with another decision. I'm like, I can let this make me or I can let it break me. And I decided in that moment, I would never let finances dictate the decisions I would make the rest of my life. No idea how I would do it, uh, but I just knew that I would make it happen no matter what. So crazy enough. And I know you're a big law of attraction uh, guy over there, but that, so I finish up that year commuting and then I get into the university of Connecticut, which is a really good school in my, my state. And that fall right before I went to school is when I was introduced to network marketing by my mom and her best friend, Cindy Walter. And we were at this vacation home in the outer banks of North Carolina, like beautiful three story mansion on the beach, elevators, hot tubs, pools. And my mom uh, had been an entrepreneur. She owned a bakery. She used to do direct sales, and she stopped doing that company because she fell out of she she just wasn't aligning with the products and was a top producer and wasn't earning a six figure income. So she um, decided to just step away from it, and Cindy ultimately stepped away as well. And she found this network marketing opportunity and brought it to my mom, and I remember they disappeared in the hot tub for like two hours. My mom was so closed off to it at first, but then they came out two hours later, and my mom's just like, "John, this is going to change our lives. This is going to change your life. You have no idea what's about to happen." And I'm just like, "Mom, I'm going to college to become a physical therapist. I don't want anything to do with this shit you're talking about here." And uh, kind of left it at that. And funny enough, I go away to school that fall, and my best friend comes to me with a different network marketing opportunity, and just being. Uh coming from my best friend, I was so much more open-minded to hearing about it. And he just proceeds to blow my mind away, showing me an opportunity where we can become our own bosses, create an income that's uncapped, create residual income, which I couldn't believe this was the first time I'm hearing about it at age 18. Like why the hell did they not teach me about what residual income was in school? Um, I saw these kids just traveling the world and designing their own lives, and I immediately fell in love with the industry. We went all in with it. I remember for six months straight, like it was just people constantly coming through my dorm and me. So I had three roommates. One of them was on board with me and the third one hated network marketing. So we would have all these people coming in, doing all these events. He would just be in the corner of the room with his headphones on, just basking in in misery because we were in there uh, just, you know, doing our thing to build the business, going to other campuses. I used to borrow this girl's car in our hall to go do events at other schools and I would run out of classes to get on calls because I just saw so much more value in building my business than sitting through class. And about six months in, I uh, made the switch. I, I just kind of fell out of like the integrity of the company I was with. I, I wasn't in love with. A lot of people were doing kind of shady tactics to recruit people. So I ended up ultimately switching to the company. My mom's a part of building Wait, that on hang, the side to on college. Yeah,
0: yeah, Your third roommate who hated it, why do you think he hated it? <laughs>
1: Well, I remember in the beginning being so excited about the opportunity. And right away, he's just like, oh, dude, I've heard of that thing. That's a pyramid scheme. And, you know, we get that all the time for people who really don't know what the industry is. But I just think he had limiting beliefs himself. And I feel like he he was the kind of kid to sleep in, play video games, eat like shit, didn't really take care of himself and kind of like felt like he was destined to just live that traditional average life. And I think, you know, sometimes people, when you come to them with these big dreams and big visions, it makes them insecure and uncomfortable with themselves. And I think that's exactly the kind of person he was. So that's what so, some people do, man. Yeah.
0: That's so interesting that, cause it's, it's good to know, it's good to understand that, right? Because, you know, and not even just our profession, like any kind of entrepreneurial, um, you know, business or anything like when you break away from the norm of what someone truly believes their core, like this is how it should be. And then they start you know, judging you or making fun of you or, or something like that. It's so it's so crucial to understand that it's got nothing to do with us. And that's why I'm like, I wonder why it's for him. And you just said it then, like he played video games, and that was his life. And 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 he, you know, this is just a wild guess that possibly he was you know, insecure about your vision and stuff. So it's it's so interesting that. And I truly think if if more people kind of understand that. Other people's opinions and things like that has got nothing to do with them. It's got nothing to do with us personally. Hey, and it's just, it's just that person's like, inside shit that's just showing up. And, and I think so many people let other people's opinions and stuff like that talk them out or, or push them out doing what they want to do. When in reality, it's just it's their own crap they're dealing with. So it's interesting to know that.
1: Yeah, 100%. And you can't take other people like what they think about you and take their beliefs about themselves personally, because everyone goes through different experiences. Everyone was told different things growing up. And everyone just formulates different beliefs. And just because they don't see themselves doing something doesn't mean you can't go do it. Like you can't let other people's limits define you. I completely agree with that. But, you know, we work through it, man. It's just like, through all this entrepreneur stuff like you learn these things as you go and you can't let other people's opinions weigh you down but like I said man what ultimately ended up happening with that first business we I stepped away because I fell out of alignment with the the integrity of everything and uh switched companies and I thought it'd be a seamless transfer but then you know there comes the you know, you try to build this house of cards once. Why do you think you're going to do it again? You try to steal our money once. We're not giving it to you now. Like all the people, the haters, the people that doubt you along the way. And for me, um, I had unlocked this inner entrepreneur within me, but I decided to put network marketing kind of on the back burner and build it on the side and just try my hand at a few different things. So like you said before, Morgan, one of my favorite businesses was we had a, uh, a textbook buyback business. So basically what we did was during finals week, students buy these textbooks for astronomical prices going into their classes that they need. And it's required. You have to buy the textbook or else you can't take the course. So like 150, 200 bucks for some of these books. And when they finish the class, they have no use for it anymore. They don't want to look at their mathematical economics book or their intro to psych book. They want to get rid of it and never see it again. So typically they sell it back for pennies on the dollar. And we kind of realized that. So we decided to be kind of like the middlemen and buy those books and flip them and so we printed out literally like 10,000 of these orange flyers with our website to make appointments. We put them under every door and every dorm building on campus. And there's about 20,000 students that went to UConn. So we would do that. It would take like 10 hours, two nights in a row. We'd be running through the buildings, getting chased out by RAs. Students would be screaming at us because we're flinging flyers under their door.
0: And uh, so you know, not, you're so not we allowed get to do that? that? Done. You're not allowed like self-promote I or... Think-
1: I, I, well, it's soliciting, you know, I mean, like you're, I, they didn't like, it. I remember RAs were like, is this service campus approved? If not, we're bringing it to the Dean's office. And at that point we didn't really want to stick around for a conversation. We kind of just duck out yeah. the, uh, the side door of the building. You, you need, you need to break.
0: So, like, it's not, uh, I, I can't remember the exact quote. Maybe you do, you know, that Vishen Lakhiani says the author of, um, the code of the extraordinary mind. He's like, he's like, like, um, if, if you can't change the rules, then just break them. <laughs> well
1: exactly and then apologize later that's really yeah. what we do you got to do yeah. <laughs> and i mean make, there's make your wrong own path. wrong with
0: it you, get, you need to make your own path sometimes that's like you need to get creative when you got your end goal in mind like this is what i want to accomplish and if the rules don't allow you to do it that way it's you just have to bend them as long as you're kind of staying within the law and ethically it's okay to bend just rules right and 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 just make your own path up and then yeah apologize after
1: <laughs> I love it. And, and you you look at the successful people, like most of the time, the path they took to get there, like Steven Spielberg, that's one of my favorite stories, man. Like he literally just went on a tour through the the Hollywood studios and they just hopped off the bus and met some people within there, made friends with them. And then like just kept walking in every day. He didn't belong there. And eventually like his talent surfaced and someone found him and they wanted him to start producing. And that was his start. because like he just went out there and just decided to find his own path. But yeah, so like we had that whole grind, but part of that business was one of the most defining moments for me and like what's helped me grow to who I am today as an entrepreneur. My job within our little team we had was to stand outside the lecture hall. So we'd research like where the most profitable books are, when the final would be, uh, where it would be, how many people would be in there. So I'd stand outside these lecture halls of like 250 students. And I'd have an hour window after they finished with these flyers and just a huge stack of cash. I'd go up to them and offer to buy buy their books. And how the numbers normally played out would be out of 250 people, 225 would tell me no in some way, shape, or form. They would ignore me. They'd be like, "Uh, I'm going to check somewhere else. they would be like, I'm giving it to my friend. They tell me to go sit on a screwdriver, like something along those lines. And then normally I'd buy like 25 of those books. But just from taking, like actually converting and getting those 25 books, I'd make over 1000 to $1,500 in that one hour of getting extremely com- uncomfortable and dealing with a mass amount of rejection. And that's kind of like what made me open to just really getting out of my comfort zone and dealing with rejection and realizing that you don't need everyone to say yes to you. Like you only need a small percentage of people to say yes and get behind you to actually succeed and, and crush it with your business endeavor. So that was such an important lesson for me. And I don't know, do you have anything to touch on rejection Morgan? Cause I, that's so big in, in what we do and especially as an entrepreneur.
0: It a hundred percent is massive. And I, I guess I've kind of always, um, didn't really want to go down this route. Um, but I would share it because I just want to be fucking raw and real with everybody. Like I, um, like I understood the numbers game back when I was a young douche, uh, picking up women,
1: you know, <laughs> you it's like,
0: like, like for real. And, and like, like I was saying before, having no attachment going, if someone says no to you or if someone has no interest or, or whatever, you just got to understand like that's part of the journey. It's part of the journey and it means nothing about you. It's like never to take anything personally was one of the biggest things I learned, um, especially with this because any kind of business endeavor, any entrepreneurship, anything other than just following the nine to five grind. You're going to be faced with rejection. Like to, to go and chase your dreams, you're going to have to tell you you can't do it. They don't want anything to do with it. They don't believe in you. And you got to face this day in, day out. And I think, you know, the, the real thing that people need to kind of develop is, you know, you need to go from rejection to rejection, from failure to failure, without the loss of enthusiasm. If you can maintain 100%. that, and you're going to win every time.
1: Hundred percent. I couldn't agree with more with you, and that's really like how it all unfolded. Like we we tried all these different things. So the, the books I would consider a huge success. But we can only do that two weeks a year, so we needed other ventures to fill the time. And our school, UConn, if any of you guys are familiar with it, is literally in a cow pasture in the middle of nowhere. We had like two bars on campus to go to. Um, all the parties off campus would get shut down right away. So we're like, let's help these kids have some fun. So we started up this party bus business to bus students to off campus parties and events. And literally like talk to, we each put in thousands of dollars. There were six of us. I think we each put in like $1,500 to get the thing going, get the LLC going, bank accounts, talking to lawyers for paperwork. And I remember our first event, we filled one bus, 55 kids got on the bus and everyone was freaking wasted, man. Like so drunk, like them approaching the bus was like a scene out of The Walking Dead. And we get to this event and the student falls down the stairs of the bus, pukes all over the sidewalk. And we had to call an ambulance. And just because of that alone, none of the bus companies would work with us again after that. And we were completely shut down. And you know, that's another failure, but you learn from it and you build from it and you keep moving forward. And it's funny. Like I look back at that stuff though. And I'm like, sure we failed, but like, I had so much fun in that process. I learned so much about business. I learned so much. Like we did the same promotion campaign, and actually, like a funny part in it is we we convinced the venue where the event was. It was a barstool blackout tour to sell us 200 tickets at a discounted price because we were like just young, ambitious. Like we're like, oh, we'll pack out 15 buses for this event, and when no one was buying tickets, we pivoted and we started just flipping the tickets because we literally bought all the tickets for that event. And we realized people were like looking for them and we had them all. So instead of focusing on selling the bus tickets, we started just focusing on offloading all these event tickets. And we actually ended up uh, in the green because we made that move. And and that's another important thing, man. It's just like on that journey, like you never know, you just got to be like aware of what's going on because you got to be open to pivoting at any moment and open to just seeing where the opportunity lies because we went from one night like we're like, damn, we're not even filling one bus yet. To wait a minute, we have all these tickets and a lot of people want to go to this event, even if they don't want to take our bus. So we started flipping them. You know what I mean? So it's it's the failure and just figuring it out as you go. And uh, you know, from there, like you said, we we traded stocks. We had a business flipping sports jerseys. But what was crazy is as I uh, went to graduate. I kind of objectively looked at it as all these kids are clinging on to the glory years. Like the last few months of college were so funny, man. Like everyone is acting like it's a funeral that their life is over that they're going into the real world. I'm like, dude, the real world, like what are you guys talking about? Like the real world is whatever the hell you want it to be. And, uh, and so instead of like going down that path to the, the cube farm is what I like to call it. I decided that from my network marketing business that I'd been building on the side throughout college, I was earning a level of residual income that I could go do whatever I wanted. And a dream of mine was always to travel the world. So five days after I graduated, I ended up moving to Italy and living there for like seven months, traveling Europe, just having the time of my life while getting this paycheck every single week from this business.
0: John, can I elaborate on that for the people who, because uh, you just said you had no idea what residual income was when you started. I had no idea what residual income was when I started um, as well because they don't teach us this in school, right? And I think a lot of people hearing this right now would, would understand the business behind flipping books because I understand you buy for less, sell for more, you make the profit. I think that's very, because that's how we're programmed to think active income. so So what's residual income and how's residual income work? How did that allow you to be able to travel, build it part-time and, and all that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And for those of you listening, once you understand what residual income is, that's going to be the number one thing you want in life because that allows, it's it's a gateway to every type of freedom there is on this planet and all of the best things. But my favorite way that I always describe residual income is look at an author like JK Rowling who wrote Harry Potter. Now in the process of writing Harry Potter, first of all, before Harry Potter, JK Rowling was dead broke. She was homeless at certain points. And when she started writing, so think about this, she starts getting the idea together. She starts writing the draft. She starts revising the drafts and all of the work that leads up to her getting that final product on the shelf. And that entire time, she didn't earn a single dime. Once Harry Potter hit the shelves, we all know what happened next. It's a household name. That book sells and will continue to sell for, I would say, hundreds of years to come. Now, J.K. Rowling could literally just sit back and collect money from that book sale that she doesn't do anything with anymore. So residual income is really just money you earn long after the initial work has been put in. And unfortunately, you know, most people aren't going to be able to go and write a book that produces that type of level of residual income. They don't have the skills to write a book. They don't know what to write a book about. They don't know how to market it. And then the other way people traditionally make residual income is through stock investments that pay dividends, real estate, um, and other types of businesses that pay them income. Um, from that large chunk of money, but a lot of people our age, I know at age 18, I didn't have a significant amount of money to invest to make a residual income. So what the network marketing industry allows is any average individual with above average goals and aspirations to take this vehicle and through using a product and sharing it with other people and building a network of customers, create a residual income from zero. And um, that's what happened like throughout, throughout sharing these products with people and sharing this business opportunity helping in my particular company, it's health and wellness products. So helping people get their health together, lose weight, put on muscle, improve their energy and earn extra income. Um, My organization grew. It was at a couple thousand people by the time I graduated college. And from those people ordering, reordering, sharing with people, I got paid off of all of that. So I was getting a paycheck every single week from all this effort that had already been put in. So I was able to go travel the world and honestly unplug um, for seven months and still get a paycheck this entire
0: time. I freaking love that. And then it took you to Italy. If you ever see this guy in person, he's always just dropped, uh, dressed head to toe in Gucci, authentic (laughs) Gucci from Italy. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, (laughs) dude, how how did you, how did you get introduced to self development and understanding belief patterns and mindset and, and all of that?
1: Yeah. So, I got introduced when I, at 18, when I got um, involved with network marketing, when I joined that alternate, that different company, I remember like telling my mom um, about it, who would wanted me to be part of her business. And I, she probably would have killed me if she could have, but instead she sent me the book, rich dad, poor dad and business of the 21st century. And up until then, like, just like any other young kid, like I hated English class. I never read the books. I, I did spark notes for everything. I just coasted by, I hate, like, I thought reading was the dumbest thing ever. And then I read these books that really challenged everything I'd been taught my whole life and just made me think different and made me kind of like objectively look at like how I viewed the world and it just changed everything. So that was the point I got introduced and I was always reading books and listening to podcasts and listening to top entrepreneurs. But the biggest shift I had professionally was after Italy, I decided I really wanted to refocus on my business, get serious with social media um, and really be as intentional as possible. And I moved out to California and um, I went to this event when I lived out there and it was an event was in Ohio, but I got introduced to one of my, who is now my mentors, Rod Hairston, who used to be a trainer for Tony Robbins. And he's developed all these programs. Morgan, you probably went through healthy mind and body. um, One of our programs that he's really just focused on forming healthy habits for people. And at this, at this seminar, this weekend seminar, he was able to kind of Show me and uncover these limiting beliefs I had from my previous network marketing company. Where, like I said, I thought of alignment with the integrity because everyone was promoting it in a way where they're flashing cars and jewelry and lying about their income. So it made me feel kind of shady and slimy when I was sharing our network marketing opportunities. So I never fully dove back in. But he's like, John, dude, like, look at the income you've been able to create, the people you've been able to impact the life you've been able to live, you've been able to live in other countries. You live in California. Now use the world as your playground. He's like, dude, it's not up to you to decide who deserves this gift. It's your responsibility to go out there and share it with people. And it's up to them ultimately to decide what they want to do with it. And just making those simple, those belief changes and, um, and taking action on them, like just figuring out like where I wanted to go, getting clear with my vision and, uh, getting together like an action plan to get there and forming the habits around them. And then ultimately those habits became part of my identity of the person that I wanted to become. And, you know, it's simple because like we, we were talking and beliefs are not real. Like every, you, you talk to any individual and their beliefs can be such a wide variety of different combinations and options. But at the end of the day, like you decide what you want to believe in. Um, and that's really it. Like when you get clear on what you want your beliefs to be and start taking action to make it habits and part of your identity, you fully are in control and you get to design who you want to become.
0: That's incredible. So how how does somebody consciously design their own beliefs to, to help them become the person that they want to become? So to, to align their beliefs with their vision.
1: Yeah. So what's important is like, you need to understand that we get our beliefs from our environment, from our experiences and from conditioning. Those are the three ways which we develop beliefs. So a lot of people grow up in an environment and it could be their parents who drill into their head growing up like, you can't be an actor. We're not that type of person. That's not the, the cards we were dealt in this life. Or you know, rich people got that way by screwing over other people or money's the root of all evil. And when you're growing up, you just kind of assume these things to be true. Just like I assume to be true that the way to become successful is to take that traditional route of getting a degree, getting a job, working 40 years and you get wired this way and what it really takes is, and, and then also experiences. So you experience something and for example, going back like my first experience with network marketing, that was my one particular experience with one particular company and one particular set of people and I developed a belief around it when in fact like my experience and anyone else's experience could have went a trillion different ways. So when you understand that, Then you can look at those beliefs and be like, is money really the root of all evil? Or is that just what my grandpa was telling me because he never really was able to achieve what he wanted in life. Then you can look at people that like, especially in our industry and see like this person has 50,000, hundred thousand people in their organization who they've positively impacted their health, helped them create income that's been life-changing for them. Like that looks to me like they're providing a lot of value and helping a lot of people to earn that level of money. And it just starts like that. Like look at things in a different perspective and reframe it. And then you're able to be like, wow, you know what? Being rich really, those people who have the most money are the people who bring the most value to the world. And then you implement that and then just take action on it. You can like, for me, I write down everything I want and all my visions and I sit down throughout the day and think about them. And I feel it in my heart as it already has already happened. But just for some people, like having a note card that they constantly see and are reminded, like I attract money. Um, money is good like if I'm creating money I'm producing a ton of value like whatever it may be for you but just getting clear like just shifting your perspective and understanding that you are in control of the design
0: I love that and it, it's so funny because it's been such a common um, I think every single episode we've done so far limiting beliefs have come up because I, I, I it's clearly a huge thing for us younger generation because that's what I've gone to work crazy like I had crazy oh well I, I uh, you know, I had such a crazy, uh, you know, like all my stories and beliefs and things like that as well. And, and I think, you know, unless you kind of grow up with mentors and coaches and, and in a kind of successful environment, you're programmed to be like the 95%, right? And that's just the way the world's kind of shaped the society, school system and everything like that, which is why I, uh, I can't wait. To, I've got I've to get your freaking book. Um, let's talk about your book. Tell us what, what is... Beyond the classroom, so beyond the classroom, the unconventional education of an entrepreneur, what is that all about?
1: yeah man uh yeah, we got we got ship you a copy, man, we got to get it out to you, but yeah, so this whole book, and I remember specifically on graduation day, looking down at my cap and gown, uh, about to receive my degree from a prestigious institution, get that six figure piece of paper that everyone is just willing to die for, and I was looking at it, I'm like, man like every single thing that I learned that has led to the success I've had so far has come from experience and from lessons outside of traditional schooling. And that's what sparked the idea. And I'm like, more people need to understand like the most important things we learn aren't taught to us within school. And, you know, I was like, you know what, maybe it could be a book. And this, so I graduated in 2016. I just released this book a month ago in in, uh, March of 2020. And, I struggled so hard to get this book done because I didn't know how I wanted to convey the message at first and like every time I started, I get so overwhelmed by the enormous task at hand. And eventually this past year living in Manhattan, you know, it's funny, man, I turned 26 and that was like a number for me that I'm like, dude, if I'm not going to do it now, like, what am I waiting for? I'm letting so much time pass before I'm taking action on this. So I finally was just like, I'm making this happen. And I decided the best way, like we do a ton of speaking engagements and do a lot of training calls. And whenever I share my story is when people connect the most or the most inspired, and I feel like they're the most inspired to go out and take action. So I was like, I need to share my story and the most significant experiences I've had and weave the lessons that I learned outside of the classroom into those stories. So the book is really a flowing story, and I extract all the most important lessons I learned throughout, through all my different business ventures, Um, like I was talking about getting kicked out of high school before living overseas. And over there I was doing club promotion. I was working for a travel company. There's some crazy, crazy stories of the events that happened over there. And then, you know, my network marketing journey and what I've learned from that and personal development, there's so many lessons in there and the way I created it was so that any individual, I, I want the younger generation to be the ones who are impacted the most, they take action. But I've had 70 year olds read it who've been like, dude, this was one of the best books I've ever read. Because I just created it so that different people can resonate with it in different ways and pull the lessons that are going to apply to them best. So that's really what it's all about. And um, yeah, like I, people just need to realize that school is not where you're going to learn to become successful. School is where you're going to learn to become a a cog in the system. And for some people like that might work for you and that's great. And I'm happy for you. But for people that are probably listening to this podcast right now, you want more, you have a big vision. You want to go out there and design your life and live life on your own terms. And in order to do that, school just doesn't teach you that you need to get out there and really live a life rich and experience.
0: What's the biggest, what's the number one lesson uh, that you would like someone to take away from your book?
1: I think the number one thing I want this book to do is shift people's perspective to what's possible. Um, There's so many lessons in there and a big theme, like the book is a a personal growth journey. And I want, I don't, I don't think enough people understand what personal development is and the importance of working on your mindset. So I made that a big part of it because I think you can only grow any area of your life to the extent that you grow yourself, right? Like your external world is uh, an exact, uh, of reflection of what's going on in your internal world. So that was like I want people to be like, wow, I need to get into this personal development realm. And um but on top of that, just shift their perspective to what's possible. Like I feel like people don't even know like what you can do in this world. They were so blessed to have been introduced to it at such a young age. But there's so many people who are just going through the motions just because they think that's the way life has to be and that's how they were that's the hand they were dealt and that's the way it's gonna go for them. But man, like just seeing what we've been able to accomplish at such a young age, anything is possible. And I really want people to understand that from reading this book.
0: What's next for you?
1: Man, I mean, right now, we've been network marketing for me has always been a platform to create that residual uh, income and freedom to go out and pursue all my wildest dreams. And, you know, we're already in the pursuit of it. I've been to over 25 countries now. I'm my own boss. I've been able to invest in different businesses and I'm passionate about one of them being partnered with my um, mentor, Rod Harrison, who really helped me on a personal level grow. And now I'm partnered with him. I got certified as a mindset coach through his rigorous training and we create all different types of online programs to help people get clear on their vision and their habits. Um, And so helping people with that and then just using all of these platforms to invest in businesses that are making a positive change and that stick to my values of being a business where it can be worked from anywhere where we're making a positive impact. And one of my most important things when I look at a business is after a certain point, if I step away, can it continue to produce or grow with or without me? And I look at that. And after writing this book, I love the process. I'll definitely be writing more books, doing a lot of speaking once this craziness that is going on is over. And uh, just looking to just make the biggest possible impact I can, man. And it's it's hard to say, being 26, we have so much time ahead of us, uh, what type of opportunities are going to be attracted. But for now, that's just, I just know that business entrepreneurship and positive impact are my values and what I strive to go after.
0: I love that, bro. What What's one thing that someone watching this, someone listening to this right now, what's the one thing... Uh, a young person should be thinking about focusing on and doing right now in our era 2020
1: i would say the one thing that you should be doing is the one thing that's been on your heart and that you can't stop thinking about but you're afraid to take action on because you're worried about what other people are thinking about you i i notice every conversation i have with someone they have that one thing that's been in their mind that they've wanted to do that they feel like is their calling but they don't take action on it and Ultimately, I feel like it comes down to people, like we were saying before. They're worried about what other people think about them and what they're going to say when they go out and do it. But guys, there's just nothing to lose, and like you can do literally whatever you set your mind to. So I encourage you. I think everyone is is destined for something different, and everyone's put here for greatness. And uh, everyone's got everyone. I'm like I'm not joking. Everyone I talk to has that idea or thing that they want to do, and that's what it is for you. Whether it's you want to become like a fitness icon in, in the Instagram world or you want to start a network marketing business or you want to go pursue acting or singing or you want to just drop everything and move to LA and figure it out from there. Or you want to just pick up a backpack and travel the world. Like that's what you should do because the most important thing in this world is just living a life rich in experience because that is what's going to help you grow to be the individual you need to succeed on a high level. That's where all my lessons were learned from just having a gut feeling and going for it and the once once you just make like you make up in your mind you're gonna become successful you're gonna figure it out and everything's gonna work out the right way the universe has a crazy way of attracting those right opportunities into your life so if you have that feeling guys whatever it is just go for it
0: incredible where can everybody find you where can they buy your book
1: yeah so I'm available on Amazon right now my website you can visit is beyondtheclassroombook.com. I am most active on Instagram at John Stankowitz and then Facebook as well. But for the younger generation, Instagram is where I spend the most time. So that would be the best place to connect with me. You can check out my site to check out the book more. And if you guys do grab a copy, I would love for you to shoot me a DM and tell me how it's impacted you or how it's helped
0: shift your perspective. I love it. So good. Yeah, you guys, you're going to absolutely love it. Um, all the people that I've seen already uh, do reviews and stuff. It just looks absolutely freaking epic. So. I am going to get my hands on that as soon as I can. Um, Brother, to wrap up this interview, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you ready? I'm ready, Morgan. Let's hear it. If you were to go back in time and give your 18-year-old self 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? It's
1: a good question. Man, I would just say, (laughs) just embrace it. Like... I don't think I had any idea at age 18 when I was introduced to entrepreneurship, like what the ride was going to be like, the highs and lows. Like we experienced such tremendous highs and such crazy lows along the way. And, um, you know, at times like in those lows, you make stupid decisions and you feel like you should quit or throw in the towel. And if I could just go back and be like, look, dude, everything is going to play out perfectly the way it's supposed to just embrace it, live in the moment and take away as much as you can from every single experience you have that would be the best advice I could give myself because I think you just need to go and do it, like go into life, right? to just experience
0: it, man, and let it happen. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, if you know anyone else who is as passionate for life as they are successful, then please send them my way. I'd absolutely love to have them on the show. As Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll have everything you want. So that's why each month I'm choosing one lucky person who has left a review to have a free private 30-minute coaching call with me. So guys, if you got some value or inspiration from this, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 10 seconds and leave a five-star review and you'll go in the draw, to win the call. And if you could share this with a friend, I would be forever grateful. Until next time, guys, I've got your back. Go out and dream out loud.